This podcast is part of E2C Network, where we share the whole Auburn experience. David Housel described it best. We are living the whole Auburn experience. We're obviously talking about sports a lot here. We're obviously going to talk about the loveliest little village on the plains, but it's even more than that. It's about a war eagle moment that you have in an airport in Anchorage, Alaska. It's about connections that are made overseas and sometimes just a little mom and pop shop down the street from Auburn as well. Because it is about all those things. It is about sports, culture, and family. We've got to have a member of the Auburn family here to join me on this show. And he is always here alongside me, your host, Kyle, my co-host, Austin Scott, back in the saddle with me for episode 52. Austin, welcome back. Thank you, Kyle. War Eagle to you. I love our opening. I think it's the best possible opening for our show because uh, it truly, in a couple senses, describes the Auburn experience. And weekends like this, weekends like the one we're finishing up here on this Sunday night, uh, describe the Auburn experience perfectly. And so I'm looking forward to getting into it with you. Obviously, we got a bunch to talk about with this. Much different tone, much different rhetoric, much different feelings after last episode where we had a little bit of therapy. We had a little bit of trying to process as a collective what we just witnessed from the football team. And as we know in the show, it's not just about the football team, but we're not going to ignore the facts that football is the thing that drives this machine. And because of that, all the other experiences are either they are often enhanced, but sometimes maybe they take our attention away from those things that so we can't ignore all of that. So I would love for us to start before we get into some of our bigger topics with the usual Auburn potpourri things that are a little bit minor topics that don't take as long to discuss. I'm going to start us off here because I'm going to be selfish it's my sport, basketball. Mm. Folks, mm. I know we're in football season. You can take a break during the bye week, but we are back at practice for men's and women's basketball, and it's a beautiful thing. They're starting to kick into the marketing overdrive with doing little fun things on social media. <laughs> Listen, um, I love football, but for me as a former athlete, I say former because if you see me play <laughs> now, you're probably questioning that it was ever possible basketball season is always the thing that I look forward to and the build up to the finality of it with March madness is just the best time of the year, but football, football is always going to be my favorite sport to watch, but basketball is just so much fun. So thoughts on the season that is building towards it about 30 plus days away, a high 30 days away at, yeah. as the time of this recording thoughts on basketball getting somewhat started. I mean, it's super exciting. It, that's always a fun time when it gets started because we're hitting the tail end of the regular season in football. Um, so it's always fun to have more to talk about, but also mm -hmm. be excited about more, um, especially, you know, since Bruce Pearls got here, Auburn basketball has been an incredibly exciting thing on campus. Um, the men's and then Johnny Harris, we know it. We've talked about many times, has, has shown the upward trajectory of the Auburn women's program. Um, so it's fun. I think both teams – uh, have a bunch of likable players this year, a bunch of personalities I think we're going to like on and off the court. Um, and they're just athletic. They're athletic as all get out. And so it's going to be a lot of fun for this year to see how they gel. That's the biggest part. We, you know, Bruce Pearl has talked about that many times, Johnny Harris as well. These teams have to gel. And sometimes that takes a little longer um, than you anticipate. And they can be as talented as the world can see, but if they don't gel together and play as a team, uh, it can be difficult. So I think that I think we're going to see a lot of that pretty early this season. Um, and it's going to be an exciting year. 
Well, it's going to be an exciting year in terms of schedule for Auburn men's basketball Definitely. with a lot of high-profile stuff. We'll probably talk maybe a little bit more about that next week when we are fully in the bye week phase and basketball's at least excuse me, football's quieted down just a little bit. But I would also tell folks, if you're not paying attention to women's basketball this season, you need to get on board because this is a program in the first two seasons that is trending upward right now. And do I know what's going to happen this year? No, but I know I like what I see thus far. So jump on board. Kyle, have they announced a, like a tip-off at Tumors yet? This year? I, I was going to bring it up if you hadn't said it. Uh, yeah. They have not. They didn't do it last year. That's right. I, I get the feeling that that has never gone exactly the way they would like it to. Not in attendance and hype for it, but sure. weather, um, yeah. what they're able to accomplish in terms of to the resources it takes to pull off. I, this is just me speculating. I have no source that's telling me this. Because it was such a well-received thing, I would have to think it maybe it's a logistical nightmare. What I did like yeah. when the weather created an issue one year was we we did the event, couldn't really do the dunk contest because it was, wasn't was safe because of condensation. They The next weekend, I think is what it was, they did an open practice with an actual game that you could come and watch, and they actually yeah. did the dunk contest then. So... I, I don't know. I mean, I take it that you would write, like for them to do it again if they could. Yeah, I mean, I think it's always been something really cool and something unique to Auburn to be able to do it on Tumor's Corner. If if it's the logistics, and like you said, you and I are just talking back and forth speculating. If it's the logistics, then I would love for us to just, you know, a lot of te- schools do something just in the arena, whether yep. it's Kentucky doing a midnight madness or, or something along those lines. Um, I would love for us to do something in the arena. I think it'd be a lot of fun and cool um, if if the logistics are the the thing holding it back. But um, I just I hadn't heard anything about it. But you're right; they did not do it last year. I'd forgotten that. There are a couple of good home football weekends where it feel like it would make sense to do yeah. something that with good crowds in town. Haven't heard anything. Uh, we'll see if it comes back. But like you, I love the event, and I hope that they do something about it in the future. Uh, I have one more thing I want to bring up, uh, but if you had something that you want to discuss in Potpourri, I'll let you have the floor. No, uh, you're good. Small thing you and I talked about. Uh, if you followed our friend Clint Richardson on on X, then they're um, – I hate it so much. It sounds – you know what it sounds stupid. like. Well, well, it sounds stupid. Well, it's beyond stupid. It also <laughs> sounds, yes, inappropriate. But This is a family regardless, show. That's right. I got to go in the new – Auburn team shop that's located um, on uh, on um, College Street yep. under some new apartments or condos, whatever you want to call them. Um, really cool. Really, I think it's going to do really well, um, especially on game day. They were busy all day. Um, and so I think that's a, a nice addition to downtown. But um, I'm way more excited to hear your last piece of Auburn Potpourri because I can't believe this is the first time I'm yes. hearing this. I, I will atone for something. But let me, let, me, let me say about the team shop too, though. I um I like it a lot. Uh, it's yeah. nice to have something. Uh, when I say high end, that's there's nothing taken away from J and M because correct, knows, we all are gonna just fawn over J and M and rightfully so every time we get or or whatever you know your shop of choice downtown is and stuff like that. But there's never been that like official modern one, you know. So that that's kind of a nice addition. One thing that I thought though about that. Do you get the feeling that that was a situation where someone wasn't a tenant wasn't filling a spot in one of these high rise condos that they just kind of yes. took the opportunity? One thousand 
in a billion percent yes nice. that's the first thing i told my wife when i saw it i said we're this is what happens no i can't get into this I, if i we're, get you we're started gonna, look. <laughs> we're gonna get me started up and it's gonna be crotchy old man combined with auburn <laughs> resident and high rises and we cannot do that answer look. to your question is yes I almost got him going. And look, I'm the one that went on a rant last week. And I'm sure some people enjoyed that one. You almost had me. You almost had me. So close. So close. Yeah. But even still, whether however it got there, nice addition. I, I did step into it for half a second. Uh, I'll do some more, like maybe even a video about it at some point when I get back down there after our break with the bye week and everything. What I want to talk about, last piece in potpourri, is talk about something that I tried for the very first time. And every time I tell someone that this is the first time I've tried it, they are ashamed of me. <laughs> and I understand why now. Sheila sees, I said it right that time. I, had, I was struggling with my enunciation of that pre-show. Bar, uh, bur, I keep calling it barbecue. Burgers. <laughs> burger, whatever the full title is. I have finally. Burger barn. Burger, burger barn. barn. I have stepped in there for the very first time. I'm mm. doing my best to not just get stuck in my ways of my favorites and try to do some things I don't either do that often good for or you. haven't done. And I said, you know what? I'm feeling a burger tonight. And someone has been like hounding me on the live streams. Have you tried Sheila C's <laughs> burger barn? Well, I have folks. And let me tell you, when you pull up to that thing, it's the most hole in the wall place <laughs> that it possibly could be. Do you think that scares me? No. When you see no. places like that, Usually it's some of the best food around. You have to get over like, obviously, if you're if you're like someone is like, I got to have all the best lighting and you know, um, decor and it's got to be updated. Then you're you're this is not the place for you, but it should be. Uh, the food was outstanding. I love the atmosphere in there. You can see the open kitchen and the grill back yes. there. Uh, they do more than just burgers. They do. As I discovered, they got shakes and they've got other dishes, yes. grilled cheeses and things like that but the burgers is where it's at. I have tried it and I've said this to people privately, but I will say it publicly now. I don't know exactly it falls in my list, but it is now in my top five places to eat. All right. Auburn. Sheila sees burger bond. So I have atoned for not doing it yet. I assume that you're a big fan of it. A big fan. I went there in college. I had never heard of it before I came to Auburn. Um, a friend took me and we were, I was just amazed at one, how much of that burger you can get, um, how good it is. And, and Kyle, one of my favorite parts about this place is, did, were you aware of what they gave you with your number on it? When a you cow ordered? tag. A cow that, tag. That wears on your ears. <laughs> a cow on tag. You know what That's I should have amazing. I should have tried to put it on my ear and walk up there to give it back to the <laughs> A great yeah. piece. It's got all the, like you said, it's, it's not the fanciest decor, but it's, Auburn memorabilia that's just old. There's no telling how long it's been in there. And they probably haven't rearranged it in decades. But And a stuffed and a, squirrel, too. Correct. Stuffed squirrel. An excellent Auburn establishment. I'm proud of you for trying it. And here's the great thing about this, folks. Yes, we've talked about how this is, you know, a kind of a hole-in-the-wall place, and that's not a knock, as I've said. It's just the way you kind of describe that kind of feel about correct. it. But people are of all walks of life and yes. involved are walking into this place. I had people dressed up coming from what looked like some dinner, but they had dinner there. I had, <laughs> you know, every college 
you know, bro that you could have in there. I had families in there with me. Uh, you know, I thought I'd be like the only one eating by myself in there, but no, there's another guy. Yeah. We just wanted the, the best burger in town. Apparently, at least I'm sure that's what they claim. And I can attest it's pretty dang good. <laughs> uh, so uh, I am a fan of that and I will definitely put it into my rotation from this point forward. And I have atoned for the sin of waiting so long to try Sheila C's burger barn. And you should do. Now, that's going to do it for Potpourri. Lots to talk about football and a little bit of Auburn tradition that's being expanded upon. We're going to get into that next. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Auburn football, the weekend of the Georgia game. The Deep South's oldest rivalry, one of the best rivalries in college football. Does it even compared to the Iron Bowl. No, that is, it's not even a debate, but it is still a much revered by us and Georgia fans and most of college football, understanding the importance of this game that's played every year. And every time we talk about scheduling updates and changes, you always get a little worried. Will we not have this at some point every single year? Hopefully that will never, ever happen, especially because of weekends like this. I think it's not a understatement to say that Georgia has had their way with Auburn over the last few years. Yep. And you thought that was going to be the case. Number one, Georgia coming to Jordan Hare stadium to an unranked reeling in some ways at the time, Auburn football team trying to figure out what just happened at Texas A&M and boy, they gave them everything they could stand. And then some as arrogant and awful as some of the Georgia fans that were around me in the game, Boy, were they worried for a long portion of that game until about three minutes left. Your Tigers lose 27 to 20. But I think walked away with a little bit of respect if someone's being reasonable as a Georgia fan and college football fan, and also maybe a little bit more understanding and respect from the fa- our fan base in general. So let's talk about it, Let's whether it's about the game, what you experienced on the weekend. Obviously, the Deep South's oldest rivalry has a lot to talk about. What's on your mind about it? Yeah, I think there's there's definitely a, a space to talk about the game itself and talk about um, our experience and just the culture and, and things around that as well. Um, I'll start with the game. Uh, I, you know, over two touchdown underdog, I think it was 14 and a half technically. Um, obviously, I think we're all optimistic. It's Jordan here magic that there's something that can that can happen. A big game, a huge orange out, lots of fans, lots of students. Um, packed in there um, and and it was it was affected the game it, as it always does with Auburn in a big game inside Jordan Air Stadium it's going to affect the game um, Georgia knows it Alabama knows it anybody that comes in there is going to know that um, it does not guarantee you a win obviously as we're talking about right. loss but it is always going to affect the game positively for the Tigers um, I thought that was from the jump that was exactly the case um, the team was fire Auburn's team was fired up um, after a, a devastating loss and a poor performance a week ago, you know, they were excited to get back home and play in front of the fans. 
overall, I you know there was a talk about is was Hugh Freeze more involved? What is what's the play calling situation? I already mentioned it pre-show. It's our annual debate as Auburn fans: is should the coach head coach be more involved in play calling? Well, it's here and it's already happened, and it and changes on- every year. The narrative every yeah. year is he doesn't need to be involved. Now he needs to be involved. Now he doesn't be involved. Just no, yeah. Um, <laughs> here we are, and and I think you know, and Coach Freeze has been very transparent, more transparent, I think, than has been in the past about should he should the head coach be more involved because he recognizes recruiting has taken a large dip. Yeah. Uh, in the past several a couple of years, when when someone just doesn't do it, then you got to pick it back up to where it is, and so he recognizes that his time in order to get this thing back on track as fast as it can, it has to be placed there. Um, however, you know, you got to look at the here and now at some point. And yep. I think that balancing that is kind of where he's at right now. Um, he confirmed that he, well, I'm going to use two of the same words. He told us post game that he confirmed and cleared every play that was on the play sheet before this weekend. That was, those are his words post game. Now, does that mean he was calling in the plays? Does that mean Phil Montgomery's telling him, I want to do this, can we do this? He says yes. I don't know. We know that he was a little more involved throughout the week in the game plan, and I think that that helps. It shows. I think. I also think you just had a better game from some of Auburn's players. Peyton Thorne had a better game that we, that we noticed. They worked on footwork all week and keeping your eyes downfield. The receivers had a little bit better game. Um, some, in, overall, some ways. <laughs> in some ways. Um and and the defense had a good game plan. They, you know, Brock Bowers is probably the best player in the country. And for three and a half quarters, uh, really three quarters, he's he's locked down and he's got 50 yards, something like that. And and the and you know, the dam can only hold for so long until it breaks. And and I mean, he is an absolute talent, and that's what ended up happening. I think, you know, without him, I think Auburn might end up coming win, away with winning that game. The reality of it is they have him and Auburn that's back to the recruiting where Auburn hopes to be is having those elite talents. But I, I don't know how you can, and I don't think many are as you and I've already talked about this. I don't know how you can't walk away, not excited um, and not optimistic it does not mean Auburn's going to go win every, the rest of the games. I don't think that's going to happen, but I think you have to be excited for the upward trajectory because we haven't had that feeling in a while um, right. of, of being in one of those games and saying we might not be as far away as we think of 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 being able to play with these elite kind of talents. Um, I hate moral victories. I'm, I just I think it it's really overrated. But I think there's a lot of tangibly good things to take away um, from this game. And and I don't I don't know how you can't view that the same way. But um, at the end of the day, Auburn loses. Uh, it's it's sad. I was hoping for a massive rolling at Tumor's corner, um, but I mean. What a heck of a game and what of a performance by the Auburn Tigers. I think if you're an E2C lifer, you probably remember thumbs up, thumbs down. I, I have to give Auburn a thumbs up after this game, Kyle. Just one. Wow, not two. pulling it not, out of there. Just one, not two. I, I like it going back a ways to the days of thumbs up, thumbs down. Which <laughs> I always enjoyed that, frankly. Uh, you know, maybe we'll find a way to make some version of that happen in a different format somewhere down the line. But uh, I agree with everything that you said there. I also don't like to overuse moral victories. Sometimes I feel like we get on these like high horses. We're like, well, it can never be about moral victories. Correct. Uh, it, there can be. 
but it could also be overused. I, I think this is the word I used yesterday on the post game live stream. This was a confirmation slash affirmation that things weren't as bad as they seem. And that if you look at it in that frame, I think that frames maybe the description of yesterday better. Not a moral victory, but maybe a confirmation that your worst fears weren't, you know, what they look like. The Texas A&M game to me felt like such an anomaly, which is why I reacted so strongly last week, if you watched my rant, to the overreaction. I overreacted to the overreaction. I didn't overreact. I reacted in a proper way, in my opinion, to the overreaction. And this week is something that I walk away from going, yeah, this is kind of what I thought. We're still got a long, long way to go, but it's not as bad as we seem. Let, let me let me talk about Rock Bowers. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what you're supposed to do. What I love, and I don't know if you saw this, DC Ron Roberts uh, was uh, showing some big cojones and responded <laughs> to a person on social media who does not have those because he was, you know, thinking he was going to make some snappy comment by tagging a coach and he wasn't going to respond, which I love. It's, that's a very cowardice move. And he basically said, why didn't you double team uh, Rock Bowers? The entire game was like, what game are you watching? We were trying to the entire time. Like we were, <laughs> I think he said, bracketing them Bracket, the entire yeah. time. Some players are just outstanding and you can scheme the perfect game and have them locked down for a portion of it. And then somehow they make some adjustments to you know, open up some opportunities for him. And he just did. I got to give credit to uh, Josh Pate of Late Kick. I think he said, here goes... Brock Bowers leaving his new home as his shot leaving. And it, man, that stings. And it, it, but it's yeah. true. I mean, he's had two great games, I believe, now at Jordan Hare. And yep. it's hard to argue with the results. But here's what I will say outside of Brock Bowers, McConkey, he'd had a great game too. That Georgia team, I'm sorry, Georgia fans, if you're some tuning into this still, first of all, you've probably been moving on at this point. Y'all are y'all are not the number one team of the nation. Mm-hmm. Now, who should be number one over you? That's a big discussion, but right now you almost got your, you know, what handed to you by this Auburn team that's still trying to find a foundation. So I walk away com- a confirmation of Georgia not being as good as they seemed Auburn being much better than they seemed. And it's, I think that's a, fi- a fair place to be at with this, um, this team, this game right now. How are your interactions with Georgia fans? Yeah, I didn't have a ton. Um, you know, I lucky I, you. I, I did not have a ton. Uh, there were several around us that were not bad. One was even that. You know, we had a. I don't. I don't want to get into it too much. We had a, a just a very obnoxious person that I, I hate to say was cheering for our tigers behind us. I had one too, um, and who just I mean, the worst I've had in a long time that wears the same colors as me, um, but. And he was trying to pick fights, and it was just very annoying. Um, but he ended up talking with another Georgia fan down the row, and he was trying to get him to talk about them barking. And he was, and the Georgia guy was like, "I I don't bark." Like he was like, "I'm I'm 58, and I don't bark." And every one of us were kind of like, "Well, thank you. Like that's that's actually great." Um, so I didn't have a ton. I did have Emily and I were walking back to our car after the game, and there were two guys. I I think they were. I, we, I didn't end up talking to him. I think they were students though at Georgia. They were about that age, if not recently graduated. And they were, they both said, man, I love that stadium. They were just talking. They were like that stadium. If Sam, they said, if Sanford stadium didn't exist, they said, that'd be my favorite. Like it's beautiful. 
it's so much fun to be at. And they said, but on the same token, uh, they said, I hate playing here. They said, it is so, it is like that every time. He said, it doesn't matter how good or bad they are. They are going to give it to us. Um, and he said, but that, he said, that is an awesome place to play a football game. And so I, I think back to conversations I've had with people who've been in, involved with Auburn athletics for a long time. And this even came out a little bit in the press conference this week for, with you freeze of saying, this is a rivalry that is deep and it is, is deep in, in brother versus brother and a yep. different, a different vein with Auburn, Alabama, where there's a mutual respect there. Um, but it is, it is deep full of, um, we want to win, but we recognize that we have some similarities. And so um, I, I was very thankful to hear that conversation behind us about the respect for our, our stadium and our place. Now, I have not gotten that when I've gone to Athens, uh, and I cannot give as nice of a report. Um, but one day down the line, maybe I'll give it another try. Well, let me just tell you about my experience. We should so, have started with mine. We should have started with yours and ended high with mine. No, I, listen, here's the dynamic. There is a extreme amount of hate, especially amongst like more people of our generation and younger that hate Georgia almost more than Alabama at times. It seems like they'll never admit it, but the way they behave I've seen. And I've mm. never really understood that for me. It's not just about fans. It's about the program, the history there that that makes me say, who's my biggest rival? And that's why it's always Alabama. And most uh, 99.9% of people agree with that statement. But you know, I always question some people. However, I've also said that I think I hate LSU more than I hate Georgia. I'm changing that a little bit. I hate Georgia's fans more than I hate LSU's fans, to be quite frankly, at this point. I can't say that mm. I hate the concept of Georgia more than LSU at this point, just because of other things that have happened. But gosh, the the individuals that I had in front of me, they the seats were open. The entire row for in front of me was open for some reason. I'm sure they That's probably so just sat well it struck me that they're probably sitting like a row or anyway it doesn't matter they came up and they were acting like they wanted to come sit in those seats and you know they kind of looked at me and they said is anybody sitting here and i said i gonna be honest with you i don't know but here's what i'm gonna tell you if y'all don't behave we're gonna have a problem i, I, look, I just looked them square <laughs> in the eyes and i said so y'all better behave they did not behave we never got into it directly of course i i, I kind of delivered some things back at them that they were just being absolutely awful about cheering and <laughs> um doing chance leading chance in the middle of players being injured whether they were really injured or not is besides the point <laughs> and uh yeah just being awful human beings and awful representatives of uga so to not end on a sour note but that was my experience with georgia fans and they they definitely sullied what was once an opinion where on my hate level it was alabama lsu then georgia now it's kind of getting up closer so, yeah just the i think the last i think the last couple of years have probably amplified it too i mean with anything it doesn't matter you know what sport or what level of yeah play when a team has success there's going to be people that probably get a little more boisterous than they they normally would um but that's unfortunate. And and I will never get over the barking. I just I cannot get over it. It is one of the strange I know that people some people probably like, we all throw toilet paper in the trees. Okay. Well, I, we're I, not I, we're I'm, doing that I'm for fine each with other. that. I'm doing, doing that, that for about. me. 
I'm not barking at anybody, and I just I don't look as much of a fool as I do if I was literally salivating and barking at somebody. We are so, literally doing that with each other, for each other, celebrating together. You are barking at an individual. I will never so in strange. my life understand a grown human being literally barking <laughs> at another person. So strange. Never understand it. So leave it at that. Georgia the game we obviously talked a little bit about then where we're at with it and then the atmosphere and some of the experiences uh, obviously we'll be talking about georgia and other capacities later in the year so we can get into more of that at that point some would say our greatest tradition that's a big debate the it is the war eagle flight we're going to talk about a specific thing within it but where do you stand on that is that the greatest tradition tiger walk uh, rolling tumors like uh, i mean this is kind of getting into our mount rushmore series a little bit prematurely but just quick thoughts on that statement. Yeah, I, I mean, there's there's a part to this where I want to talk about the um, in the in relation to what we're going to talk about with the Eagle Flight that it's it's something that's so special to Auburn that I think it's up there for me. But I, I don't know the Tumors Corner and rolling Tumors happens way outside of football. Now we've had the Eagle Flight at baseball. Now I recognize yep. that, but and for a so long time. It has been uh, just football, and so I think Tumors probably edges it out for me. I understand that, and that's definitely a debate we can have when the time arises, uh, when we're, yep. we're needing a big topic. It's to talk tough. About. It is. It is. But the news as of late, today even, on this Sunday evening of August yep. 1st, that we're uh, August, October 1st. October. Boy, it's been a rough, good rough <laughs> couple weeks and month for me, folks. Um but uh, the War Eagle flight obviously is revered, respected, and uh, awed even by opposing fans when they get to view it in person in Jordan Hare. But now more fans are getting to experience and utilize our Eagles in different capacities. We talked about the War Eagle flight at baseball, and we've done an episode about that in the past. But now we're having the opportunity to talk about our Eagles going professional they made it into the draft and with the first <laughs> pick in the supplementary draft in the middle of the season are the war eagles from auburn to the philadelphia eagles your thoughts on the eagles flying for the eagles yeah um hmm. it's cool right it's very cool that the eagles who i don't think the philadelphia eagles i don't think have ever done something like this before and they know the Southeastern Raptor center at Auburn university is going to be the best of the pros to do it. And so apparently I think it was a couple of weeks ago and now today, Sunday, October 1st, that the independence has flown at, uh, in Philadelphia at their home stadium before the game. I, you know, I haven't watched the whole clip, but it looks like she's flying off a of concourse and she's going down to the field. You know, I don't think they're saying go Eagles, um, but <laughs> One more time. Can I get that one more time? <laughs> no, you've got it on recording. Uh, I don't know what they're thinking, but you know, Kyle, I love, I'm always a big fan of Auburn being exposed to other people, Auburn nationally, internationally, um, galactically one day. Um, that, galactically. That wow. That, that just took a turn. <laughs> but Kyle, what are the words that we say about the Eagle flight? Rick Smith says it every time. Please turn your attention to the con the northeast end zone for a tradition that is uniquely Auburn. Yep. 
it kind of chumps at my gears a little bit that we're sharing this tradition other places, especially in the same capacity. Like, you know, baseball is one thing. You know, we're right across the street from Jordan Air Stadium at Plainsman Park. They could fly get, from the scoreboard down to they, the, you know. I would be all for it. Yeah. You know, I, I don't know. It it kind of makes my skin crawl a little bit. Interesting. Um, but I, I know that's probably not where you thought I would be going with this. Wow. Um, but it kind of irks me just a tad. The first time I was like, okay, cool. Like, that's awesome. Now I'm like, all right, are we going to be flying our birds up there every, you know, two weeks for y'all to mooch off our, all the talent we've been harvesting down here? Cause I don't think so. You gotta, you better be drafting at least two Auburn players a year. If you want independence coming up there and flying, that's my deal. Um, so I don't know. I don't know, Kyle. It, it irks me just a little bit, but interesting. You know, it's not I'll where stop. I thought I'll you'd stop. be. No, 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 no. That's fine. No, I, I understand your position completely. It's not where I thought you'd be on it. Um, I'm glad you see the relevancy to spreading the message of Auburn. Yes. Uh, across the nation and galactically, apparently you say at one point. Yeah. Um, yeah. Look, was I shocked when I saw this for the first time? Sure. I was like, well, but it makes sense. The Philadelphia Eagles. Correct. And I think their little chant is fly Eagles fly or something like that. Um, I'm not an Eagles fan, so I can't, you know, I don't know how they incorporate all that in there. I, I think a one-off is great, you know, yes. doing something one time or, or maybe, you know, once every few years or something like that is, I think I'm, I am a little shocked that they've gone twice now in the same month. And it's interesting that it was that big of a hit. So if there's anybody that ever wants to question the majestic nature, the awesomeness that is this tradition, it's gone professional, folks. I think we you can't that's the trump card. You can't ever argue that this is a dumb tradition, that this is not something that's cool. Professional teams want the Eagles to fly for them. Does it make sense only because they're the Eagles? Sure. But it's obviously a big, big success. I so Full transparency here. I used to be a volunteer for the Raptor Center when I was in college. Did not volunteer for the education side, which is where the War Eagles were and, and other education birds. I worked on the rehab side, but still awesome. Got familiarity with some of that. I, I saw the Eagles a few times. Um, I'm interested. I'd be interested to know the logistics of getting mm-hmm. that bird ready for that stadium. I don't think it's as difficult as maybe some of us think it would be because these birds are so well taken care of, trained, um, reinforced. I mean, I mean, I'm using basic terms. There are more important terms to be discussing here when you're talking about training a bird or an animal in general. Um, But they do a great job over there, and we've got uh, we're obviously very fond of the birds themselves. So I just I'd be interested to know the logistics of all of that. Uh, First of all. Let me bring this up too. How much are we getting paid for this? You know, you know, valid question. And you know, if we're about to be handing out ARIA and Independence's scholarships to people, then that's one thing. But you know, it's it's interesting. And I, I was reminded too. I remember I did not go. I wish I had to the 2010 national championship game. But I remember seeing a bald eagle flu. I don't think we had anything to do with it. I doubt they would have let us take I think over that right. much. Um, but you know, it's. You know, other people have tried it, and I, like I said, I respect and am glad that the Philadelphia Eagles and whoever the marketing director, I guess, up there, 
whoever manages all those things looked at Auburn and said, they know what they're doing. They got the pros to do it if we want to pull this off up here. Um, and maybe it's maybe this is a training thing. Maybe they're working out, see how they can bring somebody up to do it on their own. Uh, as long as they just keep giving us credit, as long as we just we don't we don't forget who who was the OG and all this. That's all I'm I'm saying is you, I want the, I want credit. You're protecting the brand, protecting the concept, protective of a tradition that is uniquely Auburn. That's correct. And, and to quote Rick Smith, so I I get it. I get your I get your. Um, defense of what's I'm going a little on defensive. Here. Yeah. And I'm it's fine. Defensive. I think that, I think that's an understandable place to be. I think, you know, we'll see where this goes. If, if this starts becoming a regular thing, I'm a, I'm a be really intrigued by that. It's like, Oh, we're getting some money then obviously the other thing about this too, does it make it any better that we're using the bald eagles? Because, you know, technically, technically the bald Good eagles point. are not war eagles. The only one that was made honorary is retired spirit. Does that help? It, it does help. When I saw yeah. it, I thought it, the fact that this is independence, I love them all equally, just like my children. I do too. The fact, the fact that this is, the fact that this is independence helps. If it were Aria or um, I'm blanking Tig- on the uh, tiger Ar- back in the day, you know, yes, you know. there's a second, um, yes, golden Eagle. And I can't yes. remember their and name I, at the moment. I'm, I'm failing you right now too. So I'm sorry. If it were that, individually eagle or if individual if it were that eagle I'm, I'm humanizing them a little too much if that if it were that eagle or aria i would be a little more up in arms the fact that it's independence you know i'm a little more okay with that i gotcha. i don't want to get too deep in the weeds and i don't want to upset ruffle any feathers um but <laughs> where are you on do you have a preference when you go to the auburn game which one nova thank you Thank Where you. are you on preference of w- if you'd like to see the bald eagle fly or a golden eagle? Well, my easy answer would be whichever one flies the best, because but they all fly good. They all fly say. good. Um, it's got to be the golden eagle. I mean, that's what yes. it started with. It's kind of cool that we get to kind of tie our nation symbol into it a little bit. And so, you know, spirit, I've told stories before about him being a little very special bird. Um, we'll put it at that and could you could probably witness a few of those times. So, and I could tell you a few things at being a former bird employed, bird employed, worked, worked with birds uh, for a large portion of my career. So uh, we'll leave it at that. I, it's always going to be golden Eagles. Uh, so always. right now, let's just say, Hey, look, Eagles fans, Philadelphia Eagles. Y'all can have, we love them. If y'all want to borrow the, the bald Eagles right now. Sure. But if you come for the Golden Eagles, Mr. Austin Scott might be getting on your case a little bit. It's another thing too. Like, what? If, it's going to get cold up there, and it's going to start snowing. She don't have a lot of experience with that. That's so, fair does point. It, if this has a time limit, then that's okay too. I, you know, but don't be don't be putting our birds up there in the snow. They're they're southern birds. Maybe we'll get the behind the scenes story of that somewhere down the line. Uh, but for now, we'll watch eagerly to see if it continues. And uh, we'll try to not ruffle Austin's feathers even any further than they've already been ruffled. (laughs) That's going to do it for this episode of the Auburn Experience Podcast, episode 52. Thank you all so much for listening. Those of you that watch live, thank you for being here. And uh, you're invited to do so as well on YouTube if you'd like to watch it recorded live. On the way out, if you want to connect with me, you can do so on X at Kyle Loomis 24. If you want to connect with Austin, where can they find you? 
Uh, you can find me Austin G Scott on all the things, including whatever that social platform is, whatever letter we're calling it this week. Uh, this is brought to you by the letter X or W. Or something. <laughs> anyway, thank y'all so much. Connect with us if you'd like to. Until we talk to you again, War Eagle. War Eagle.